Good morning and welcome in to the Blanket Coverage Podcast. Bull Pick'em Showdown. Jack and I, if you are not familiar, uh, do a Bull Pick'em every single year. And it's usually uh, some sort of, uh, maybe not tiebreaker is the wrong word, but it's, but it's the ultimate way uh, for us to settle the score as far as Pick'em goes this year. Um, as you can see in the top right corner, uh, we do have some news to discuss first. This is a bull preview, but we will um, we will not right skip over the fact that my man, Urban Meyer, is out in Jacksonville before week 15 of his first season in the NFL. Now, I know what you're saying. No, you can't just pour on the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a poverty franchise. They haven't had nice things in a very long time. And by a very long time, I mean like four years ago, they were in the AFC championship. Um, Still should have won that. But I, I, all I have to say is I, I am you. I, I've been you. Uh, the Titans had a one-year head coach in uh, Ken Wisenhunt. Um, which, of course, led to uh, the Mike Malarkey era in Tennessee. Um, and, then, and then, you know, we, we found our guy, our guy Vrabes, up in the, up in the corner here. Um, but no, Urban Meyer out. Uh, this is something that we definitely all did not see coming, uh, and that's a lie, uh, because I said – about uh what was it oh that was in september it was the night of the first game or or maybe the night after the first whenever we did our football preview special um i said this is not going to work out this is not going to be pretty urban meyer is like for i i if you don't know if you didn't know that urban meyer was a dick i can't help you (laughs) like if you if you've seen all the available evidence and you didn't come to the conclusion that Urban Meyer is a massive douchebag, I don't know how to help you because we as college football fans have been watching Urban Meyer for years and we know that despite all of his success that Urban carries scandal with him everywhere he goes from players on his team literally killing people to the Ohio State madness with uh, the coach, with Zach, uh, what's his, I forget his last name, but with the, uh, with the domestic violence allegations uh, that he seemed to just completely and blatantly ignore uh, while he was at Ohio State uh, against one of his uh, coaches. Who and, and the funniest thing is that last week, he said uh, there, were, there were some stories that leaked out, and the timeline is up on Twitter. Uh, you can find a million different time and stories, and every uh, Urban Meyer coach-fired story uh, has a timeline of his tenure in Jacksonville. But last week, it really ramped up when we found out that uh, he rounded up all his assistant coaches and basically made them defend themselves and their uh, and where they've won. Uh, 
Urban, I don't know if you know this, buddy, but you've never won anything in the NFL. Um, yeah, this was a, a pretty disastrous stint. Uh, I mean, you got 15 weeks to, to sort of show what you're made of as an NFL coach. We get that it's a different game. It's a different vibe. And we understand that. I mean, nobody expected the Jaguars to have a winning record or anything this season, which, again, is why there was no pressure to win anything major. But there is pressure to win more than two games and then even beyond just the winning of the games. But, I mean, we didn't really talk about this a crazy amount. But or actually, we didn't talk about this yet because we haven't done this episode yet, but we will, um, we will pretty shortly, is – that what in the world happened with James Robinson? Because for some unknown reason, he just didn't play at all and said Carlos Hyde was put in and played. And Robinson, I mean, I ended up losing my week in fantasy, so I was annoyed at least on a superficial level, but nothing really happened with that. And we're going to get to that episode this week. That'll be episode 321, which is a week 14 recap, um, which will also get, be getting into a little bit of playoff picture now that's finally starting to get a little more settled. But it was just sort of mind-blowing that after all that, he just didn't even play him, didn't even use his players. We talked about the Lambeau thing. It just – there was a trillion things going wrong with this team, majority of which were off the field, even though on the field certainly didn't help. And, yeah, this was this thing that was waiting to come. Everybody knew this was going to happen, and it was a pretty depressing end um, if you're a fan of Jacksonville sports, which we are not particularly, but I am a fan of sports in general, and this was just depressing to see as a sports fan because it was like – how in the world did this just completely collapse into whatever cesspool this is? So um, if that's all you got to say, we can go right into our top 25. If you're ready for that, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So our top 25 here, we're just going over this one more time right before we get in. I'm going to share the screen to make it easier than me just reading a million things. So right here, we have our college football playoff rankings. As most of you have seen, Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincy are your top four. Then you got Notre Dame, Ohio State, Baylor, Mississippi, Oklahoma State, and Michigan State to close out your top 10. And then Utah and Pittsburgh, your last two teams in the New Year's Six. Now, I know you got in a slight Twitter spat with some bozo over this, Noah, but the top 12 teams are not necessarily the 12 teams that are in the New Year's Six Bowls. It happens to be that way this year. It actually usually is not that way, but this year it just happened to be it. It depends on who wins what, where the teams are. It's all very dependent. For example, if Wake Forest ended up winning that game against Pitt, would they have been in the top 12? I don't know. So there's some weird ones like that. BYU was arguably deserving of a New Year's Six Bowl, but didn't get it. So there's some weird options in here. Obviously, if you have a team like Iowa winning the championship um, for the Big Ten, any other upsets that occurred that ended up not happening would have changed things. Uh, so it's all very odd. Uh, then as you scroll down after that, again, BYU, as you mentioned, then Oregon and Iowa round out your 15 then Oklahoma, Wake Forest, NC State, Clemson hilariously finishing at 19th, and Houston at 20th, and then your final five teams, Arkansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, San Diego State, and then Texas A&M because you had to put A&M ranked right at the end for some unknown reason. So I do think it is kind of funny that Arkansas finished 8-4 and four and is still above four different teams, including Kentucky who finished a game above them, but um, I'll give Arkansas credit. They did pretty well. So – those are your rankings, and we can go right in to our bowl game predictions. Now, there are a few players that are going to be skipping out on some things here, so that's why um, some of these rankings are going to end up mattering to who those guys are. But um, 
before we do that, these are going to be the big games, the semifinal games, the games that obviously no players will be sitting out willingly for. And the first one is the Orange Bowl, the yearly bowl down in Miami Gardens where the Dolphins and the Miami Hurricanes play. And that's going to be the number one Alabama Crimson tied up against the number four Cincinnati Bearcats. And do we think that Alabama is going to keep on rolling or Cincinnati can finally be one of the very few four seeds to win in this game? Only happened a couple of times. Well, the tide is going to roll in this game. I, I have zero doubt about that. And it comes down to the fact that Cincinnati's strengths so the secondary, um, the, the quarterbacking match up against Alabama's strengths. And I think Alabama, uh, in, in terms of you talk about the receiving core, uh, you talk about the quarterback, uh, they, they are just better in almost every single area than Cincinnati. Um, now, there's always the point about, well, what if Cincinnati comes out and tries really, really hard um, and executes a near flawless game plan? Um, that's going to be enough to make it a close game, but I don't even think that's going to be enough to win the game necessarily. They're going to have to ask Alabama politely to shoot themselves in the foot a few times, um, and, and I don't see that happening with a Nick Saban coach team. Uh after the Georgia game, I am fully and squarely on the uh, Alabama Death Star uh, train here. Um, I'm going with the Tide. I'm going and I'm going with the Tide big uh, because I don't. I think there are very few outcomes in which Cincinnati even makes this a close game uh, in the grand scheme of things. And I'm going to agree with that. I don't think that it's going to be as much of a steamroll as you may think. I think it's going to be a tighter game simply because I think a lot of that is just how it is mentally. I think that Cincinnati comes into this game, and, I mean, they're not dumb. They're well aware that everyone on earth is picking against them, that everyone doubts them, everyone puts them down. And I'm aware that Alabama has struggled a little bit but then ended up blowing up Georgia and is now feeling a little high. And I don't think that's enough to make them win this game, but I do think it's enough to make them be competitive in this game, knowing this is their shot. This is their time to make something big. I just I don't think they're going to fall flat on their face. I think Cincinnati's a good enough team. I think they're a better team than last season, and I think that they're able to get get it done here. So I I think that they're going to show up strong, but I still think Alabama's going to win this game. I just I think it's going to be closer than than people think. Next up, we have the Cotton Bowl yearly in Dallas, Texas, and this one will actually be in Arlington because it's not in the traditional Cotton Bowl where the Red River rivalry is. But this one will be right at home in the Cowboys Stadium. And this one's going to be number two Michigan against number three Georgia. And in this one, I'll make my end short. I'm picking Georgia purely for the jinx of it. Because every time I pick the wrong way or pick whatever, it ends up getting screwed. So I'm just going to say we're just going to pick against them. I'm not going to mess with it. I just... That's what I think. I'm not going to play with this one. I do think that Michigan is the better team in a lot of ways. The only real big issue for Michigan, which I think is kind of the obvious issue, is that their offense has not really been as lethal as a lot of others, including Alabama's this season. And we've seen what Georgia's defense can do. We've seen what Georgia's defense can do against not really great teams on offense on the other way around. So we know the strength of this Michigan team is their rushing defense. Um, I'm sorry, their rushing offense with that back-to-back sort of hits, what, um, especially what Hassan Haskins has brought to the table. But um, I think Georgia will still win this game again 
just for the jinx, but I do indeed hope Michigan pulls this out. I think they probably will. I just don't want to pick them in my fears of irrationality. I've been going with Georgia uh, in this matchup right up until I made the pick. And then I really thought about it. Georgia's coming off a loss. They're going to be upset. Um, They're going to be fired up for this game. Obviously, it's a national semifinal. However, I think this is a little bit partly team of destiny and partly I think Michigan has the ability to beat Georgia at their own game. Um, We saw that Georgia's offense was really, really stagnant with Stetson Bennett. Uh, he turned the ball over a couple of times. He They made a lot of mistakes on offense. Um, and this Michigan defense is legit. They really held the Ohio State offense in check. Now, granted, that was at home. Uh, it was a loud atmosphere. It's hard for uh, quarterbacks to make call-outs um, in, in that atmosphere. But this is going to be an equally, maybe not equally, but this is also going to be a loud indoor atmosphere in texas i think that works to michigan's advantage um i think they're a little bit more creative on offense and they're gonna find some creative ways to break some of these explosive plays on the ground that we've seen all year even though we haven't really seen georgia give up a lot of explosive plays on the ground um I actually think they have the advantage as far as quarterbacking goes. No, I know Cade McNamara hasn't been lights out this year, but we're talking about him up against Stetson Bennett. And I think that's more Stetson Bennett slander than it is praising Cade McNamara. Um, If JT Daniels ends up starting this game, I will be very worried for Michigan. But as long as Kirby Smart is a quarterback idiot, um, I, I feel pretty comfortable picking Michigan to win this game. I don't think it's, I don't think Georgia is, should be as heavy as a favorite, um, as they are, despite what we've seen all season, we saw the chinks in the armor and I think Michigan could take advantage of some of those. I think that's a fair point. Next up, we have the peach bowl back in my home of Atlanta, Georgia. And this one is going to be Michigan state, the number 10 Spartans, up against the number 12 Pittsburgh Panthers. And now this game is between two teams that both um, had had quite interesting seasons because both kind of made these big comebacks. We haven't seen a really good Michigan State team in quite some time, and we haven't seen a good Pittsburgh team at least this good in, I think, about 30 years. So we're seeing a couple teams that I don't think anybody predicted to be in New Year's Six, but, yeah, both of them are here. And in this one, I think I may be going with the Panthers. And I've watched a lot of ACC football this year, more than anyone should be legally forced to do. And I will admit Kenny Pickett is pretty obviously by far the best player on the field that isn't named Kenneth Walker between these two teams. And I think the strength of Pitt through that passing offense is going to be the key to winning this game. Now, I do want to see just before we get into it um, about a little bit of stats looks on this one because – you know what Pittsburgh does extremely well besides passing the ball? Play defense. Play rushing defense. They only allow 90 rushing yards a game, and that to me is a big reason to why I really like this team. I mean, we saw what they did against Syracuse, against pretty much, I think, easily the best running back in the ACC, Sean Tucker, and I get that he plays for a Syracuse team that is much worse than Michigan State, but you have a star running back, and what does he do in that game? 
nothing. In fact, he had his worst game of the entire season against this Pittsburgh defense. So if anything goes to show you what a really solid pit team can do, especially with this rush D, they're not going to let you do anything. And Michigan State, that's about the only card they have left in the book, um, considering that they average almost 190 rushing yards a game, much more than what Pitt's, Pitt does. So I think that's going to be their downfall here. Pittsburgh's offense is absolutely ridiculous. Michigan State's defense is really, really bad. Like they allow over a hundred yards more per game than Pittsburgh, so I think I'm going to pit, pit, pick Pitt pretty cleanly here. Yeah, I mean the only thing I would have to add on to that uh, one, I'm with you about uh, the Pittsburgh defense. We saw um, how well they played after the first quarter um, in the ACC championship against Wake Forest. I mean, turn that game from a competitive shootout into a blowout. Um, and I think it's going to be relatively the same against Michigan State. Uh, they may have trouble stopping Kenneth Walker at first, uh, but I think they're going to eventually rein it in. And it's going to come down to whoever controls the tempo in this game. Uh, my money's on Pitt to control the tempo because um, Michigan State has the worst pass defense in the country, uh, and, and that is a cold, hard fact. Um, against a Heisman contender, uh, Heisman finalist quarterback. Um, I, I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett here uh, and the Pittsburgh Panthers to win this game. Uh, but next up, another New Year's Six Bowl. Um, and this one, look, I understand it's a good matchup on paper, but this is going to be the most atrocious game to watch. Uh, this is going to be an absolute eyesore um, it's Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State. Notre Dame without Kyron Williams or Kyle Hamilton. Um, I got to say, I think I'm going with Okie State here uh, just because without Kyle Hamilton, with no Kyron Williams, Kyron Williams was really sort of the backbone of that Notre Dame offense this year. Without him, uh, I am not going to trust that quarterback room. Uh, to beat a pretty good defense in Oklahoma State, all things considered, if they have their guys there. And I'm going to go with Oklahoma State as well. I think that they're very uh, – I mean, I, I would be upset after the way they lost that Big 12 championship game we talked about last week on their episode. But I, I think this team is still very talented. They still had a fantastic season, and they have a chance to still win a New Year's Six Bowl, which considering that they lost the big game, they thought they needed to get that in. Pretty impressive work still by Oklahoma State to get here and a top 10 finish. And probably the best quarterback matchup of uh, any of these games in Spencer Sanders versus Jack Cohn. What an awful day to have eyes. <laughs> that's going <laughs> to be. What an awful day to be a football fan. Like, that's going to be just absolutely brutal. The fact that both of these teams are a top 10 teams just makes me sad. It I really hope does I, make me sad. I hope I get scheduled to work during that game. I hope I, I hope I, I uh, I'm going to end up watching this either way and it's going to make me just sick. But uh yeah, this is this is easily the New Year's Six game for sickos. If you if you want to find the sicko bowl, this is the sicko bowl right here. Notre Dame Oklahoma State. I'm just mad they even got scheduled, but uh, it's disgusting. But next up we have the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. And this year we actually have a Rose Bowl game. That's the right teams playing, which means Pac-12 versus Big 10 as it always should be. And you're getting your Pac-12 champs with Utah finally coming in and winning the Pac-12. They don't even get a top 10 spot for winning the Pac-12 if that goes to show you anything. And then Ohio State, who didn't even make the Big Ten championship game, they get a top six spot. So how does that uh, figure out for you? But yeah, Ohio State up against Utah. But Utah could have some guys – or sorry, Ohio State 
could have some big guys out for this game. So that's kind of where my pick is teetering because if they play a at least mostly full-strength team, I'm going to pick Ohio State fairly cleanly. But if they don't, I think Utah can win this game. So I'm kind of a dependent pick seeing who's going to be out. I, I'm right there with you. Um, we don't know, and I've checked as recently as right now. Uh, we still don't know whether Wilson and or Olave um, are going to play in this game, uh, not including uh, some of the other guys um, that Ohio State has that may go to the draft. So I'm. this is also going to be a uh, – uh, a conditional pick for me. Um, I am going with Ohio State, but if they lose those two guys on their offense, this is a really physical Utah team, um, and they're going to beat them down. And it's always fun playing uh, playing psychologists uh, with some of these teams that maybe it's not where they want to go. Maybe they had national championship hopes for Utah. This is their national championship. Uh, for Ohio State, it's a little bit disappointing, but I have a feeling that Ryan Day is going to have these guys fired up, and I'm not seeing um, last year's Florida team uh, in the Sugar Bowl the way I'm seeing Ohio State right now. Uh, I, yeah. I don't think those are two uh, equal situations there. Um, I, I think Ohio State's going to have a ton of talent, a ton of their NFL guys playing. I think they're going to be able to get up for this game. Uh, everyone's saying that this 10-3 and 3 Utah team can push them around a little bit, and I just don't think that's the case. Uh, I, I got Ohio State barring some uh, significant, significant uh, losses there. And lastly, in terms of the New Year's Six Bowls, we have the Sugar Bowl. This one down in New Orleans, up in the Superdome, the decrepit, sad stadium where the Aints play. And with that, you have the number seven Baylor Bears against the number eight Ole Miss Rebels. And I can tell you what, this is going to be a packed stadium because you have a, te- a middle to southern Texas team up against a Mississippi team playing in, in New Orleans. There are going to be a lot of fans at this game. And in this one, I think Ole Miss is going to come in and do whatever they want. I've liked Ole Miss a lot this season. I've been admittedly a little biased old miss of the season but i've been very happy seeing how they played so far this year and i'll be honest i still think they're the better team i think old miss being an eight is a little low personally for how i've seen them play and i think that baylor is a team coming in here that they basically like and i'm not just trying to take away from them because i'm a tcu fan but i think they almost accidentally won the big 12 championship because if it wasn't for oklahoma state being absurdly incompetent and i mean absurdly inches short if oklahoma state didn't play one of the most dumb games of their entire season the last years baylor would have lost that game easily but somehow oklahoma state played in a shockingly stupid game and i get baylor as a good defense i'm not trying to say they didn't but oklahoma state had seven attempts inside basically the five yard line and out of those seven attempts they scored zero touchdowns and only got one field goal on two trips out of doing that so I just – I know Spencer Sanders threw four picks and people are going to say, look how good that Baylor defense was. But we've been watching Spencer Sanders for a while, and he doesn't step up ever with any big games against anybody. He's no, not a good quarterback. Never. He never has been. He never will be. So he doesn't know what he's doing. Baylor capitalized on that, and yes, they played a good game. Yes, they deserve to win in the end. I'm not trying to take that away from them. 
but Ole Miss is still a very good team, and they slipped up very little this year. 10-2 and two is the best regular season record in Ole Miss history, which is a little sad to say, but it's still true. They've never won 10 games the regular season before, and they earned it this season. And even when they had to play really good, solid teams like A&M, they passed the test and got it done. Now, they did fail against Auburn, which was a slight on them, but and even their Alabama loss wasn't as good. But even in that, they're still scoring a lot of points. Baylor held Oklahoma State to 16 points. They are not going to hold Ole Miss to 16 points. Ole Miss is going to score a minimum of 20, and they're going to keep things rolling that whole game. So, I don't know. I I think that this is going to be a tough one to match up. I know that Ole Miss's defense is not very good. I'm aware of that. Their defensive average yards and allowed per game is pretty much the exact same as what Baylor normally averages anyway. Uh, but the big difference here is that Ole Miss's offense is absolutely absurd, and I don't think that Baylor has much of an answer for that. So both these teams are 4-1 in their last five games, and they're 4-0 in their last four games. They're a pretty even matchup on paper there, but I think that the Ole Miss offense is just too good. Well, I think a little bit of what we're discounting here is that Baylor actually has a defense, whereas Ole Miss has no defense at all. Um I think Baylor is going to be able to put up some points in this game, and I still think Ole Miss might win by three touchdowns. <laughs> the line I on mean, this game is even. You could give me Ole Miss minus 14 and a half, and I would still take it. The only thing is, though, is that Baylor played a lot of teams this season that are not very good and never really scored a ton of points on them. Like, yeah. they scored 31 against Texas, scored 28 in a loss to TCU – 27 against Oklahoma, 20 against Kansas State, 27 against Texas Tech. Do you think any of those teams have really great defenses? No. No. So that's my thing. Is that, and, and I know Old Miss is, is, is really bad too, but we also know that none of those teams I just listed, and even Oklahoma, have really elite offenses like what we've seen out of Old Miss. Yeah, Ole no, Miss is exactly. a better offense than all those teams. I, and so that's, I, I that's, my, Baylor, that's my thing. I think Baylor can put up some points, but, I mean, Ole Miss might drop a 50-burger in this game just yeah. because Lane Kiffin got a new 10-year extension. That's true. Uh, we can now roll through this very quickly. We just did it last year because we were at TCU. And, you know, we'll say it again because we know a bunch of listeners could be from Big 12 schools. But out of the Big 12 Bulls, and this will be in order of how they finish the regular season. Number nine, Oklahoma State, of course, in the Fiesta. Uh, number seven, Baylor will be in the Sugar. Number 16, Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl, uh, which is the third place finish for a bowl. Uh, Iowa State with the Cheez-It Bowl. Now, don't be mistaken. This Cheez-It Bowl is different. This Cheez-It Bowl is actually in Orlando, and the old Cheez-It Bowl is now called the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. So the bowls didn't switch, yeah, but the no, name switched. The revolving door of yes. sponsors. Yes, so the guaranteed rate bowl is actually still a bowl in the Big 12, which Kansas State will be in the Texas Bowl, but the West Virginia is going to the guaranteed rate bowl, which means West Virginia will then go to the desert and uh, play in that game. Uh, Texas did not go to a bowl game. TCU did not go to a bowl game. And Texas Tech, who finished ninth in the Big 12, gets to go to a bowl game, and they will go to the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. So congrats to tech and then of course kansas as they normally do uh reserves the 10th spot for themselves and will stay there despite their win over texas they still finish last uh which is quite humorous but i do have to say though there are a few things more satisfying than seeing texas football not make a bowl game but even more importantly even more importantly they did not make a bowl game 
at – were they 5-7? and seven? Is that right? I think so. So, yes, if Texas football had beaten Kansas – that was the point I was about to make. They would have gone to a All you had to do was beat was not let Kansas score 50 points at home. 57, 56. And I still think personally that's my game of the year. There have been in terms little... of entertainment value, hilarious value, absurd value. That I, I can't there... think of a more entertaining and hilarious game than Kansas beating Texas in an incredible game. Like an honestly great game to watch. There have been lower-scoring Kansas basketball games. There are Kansas basketball games that had less points than that football game. (laughs) As strange as that sounds. But there are some other bowls. Uh, We're going to go through these relatively quickly because I really don't think we need a full breakdown of MTSU versus Toledo. Uh, in the Bahamas Bowl. But let's start there. Because MTSU versus Toledo in the Bahamas Bowl. Uh, I'm going with Toledo. This is a little bit of fade Murfreesboro. Uh, it's one of my least favorite places in the United States of America. Uh, Middle Tennessee. Oh, why, why might that be? <laughs> uh, because we used to go there to play uh, in the state championships um for basketball and uh, soccer and i i spent some days in murfreesboro that did not end very well uh when i was in school um some that did end very well uh but i spent entirely way too much time in murfreesboro and this is my fade murfreesboro pick uh i will be picking toledo here and for me, I'm going to have to probably – I'll see what I picked in here. Uh, agree with you. They're, uh, they're favored actually fairly heavily in this game. Ten um, points, yeah. It's pretty heavy favorite. Uh, this game will actually be tomorrow because tomorrow bowl season is back, which just makes me filled with so much joy. I love bowl season more than almost anything in sports. Um, only a few other things surpass that for me. Obviously, things like March Madness do, but – Bowl season, college football bowl season is like a top three sports event for me. If you want to talk about like an extended event, not just like one game. Um, But I very much love this. Uh, It is very great to see the teams are going back to the Bahamas this year. Um, Of course, that was an issue last season. It was not happening there. But uh, this year we have the full slate of bowls ready to go. I know that we have gotten a little bit of a spike and some COVID stuff going around. Um, We'll actually get to that in our NFL talk, how there have been some teams with some concerning COVID spikes on them. So we'll see how that goes. But um, but yeah, glad to see this game looking back and up and ready to go. So shout out to the Bahamas Bowl. Next up, we have the Cure Bowl, which will be in Orlando, Florida, which you will hear quite the streak because we have a lot of games in Orlando, Florida this year. It's like four. Apparently, or five everyone games. wants to go to Orlando, Florida. I don't know yeah. why anyone would like want I, to go to the state of Florida for any reason. No, um, no, no. There's there is some of Florida that I think is fine, but Orlando is one of the godforsaken places that is not fine. So I have no idea why anyone would go to Orlando. And I get Disney's there, which that's great, but then no, you leave. that's that makes it worse. Like I want to stay as far away from Disney World as possible. Disney World is kind of a hellhole. Okay, um, I don't I don't hate Disney World. I I enjoy it. Oh, so we you don't need like to hate it. Standing in line all day to ride two rides. That's not necessarily the case every time. In Florida humidity? 
you're not going in July or August. If you go to Disney World in August, you're a true sicko because that means you just like you 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 are you love pain and suffering. If you want to go to Disney World in August, because then you everybody goes being that sweaty underpaid worker in the Mickey Mouse costume. <laughs> I mean, if you go in like October or November, it's actually quite enjoyable. So you don't need you don't need to hate on it. But anyway, the Cure Bowl. I I under oath. You might never catch me at Disney World again. I, 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 I'm I not surprised to hear that. Until you have kids, and then we'll see. But uh, we'll then be universal. <laughs> but see, I'm not a big roller coaster person. That's the problem. I'm not. I'm not like, either. That that's I think where <laughs> this stems from is I hate roller coasters. <laughs> and you just go anyway, just despite. And I had a panic attack on the Tower of Terror when oh. I was like twelve. That's fair. I would. I if I never went because I knew that would happen to me. So I'm not. I'm not even gonna bother. But um, but we'll get back to the other thing happening in Orlando. Uh, which I know it's super super exciting. Northern Illinois, your MAC champions up against Coastal Carolina, who didn't even attend the conference or the sorry the uh, Sun Belt Championship. Didn't even attend it this season, and yet still get a pretty good bowl for Sun Belt standards. But this one is going to be an interesting game because you'd think that the champion of a conference would be favored in this game, but they're actually not. They are pretty massive underdogs here, and uh, this game should be pretty cut and dry, to be frank with you. So I think Coastal Carolina is going to win this game pretty cleanly. They did have a couple of screw-ups in this game this season, but they're simply a much more talented team, and they're just a lot better overall. They should win this game. I'm right there with you, Jack. But next up is a game that I am actually very interested in because we've got Western Kentucky versus App State. Uh, App State was did very well uh, in the Sun Belt this year, and Western Kentucky almost knocked off UTSA um, in the Conference USA Championship. Western Kentucky also has the nation's leading passer in Bailey Zappi, uh, five five thousand five hundred yards, uh, fifty six touchdowns on the year, and I got Western Kentucky in this game. I think they're just going to be able to run, not run, but I think they're going to be able to metaphorically run over App State. Um, and, and I think this is Bailey Zappi's NFL tryout. Uh, so this- I got Western. I got the uh, the Hilltoppers here. This is this to me is an unstoppable force against an immovable object because Appalachian State's defense has been incredible in their last, I mean, you could say last five games, their defense has been really good. And I get their conference opponents they're playing are not particularly great. But even if you look at Western Kentucky's last five games, the majority of those teams they're playing are pretty terrible too. So the strength of schedule here is not really much of a difference. And I get that Western Kentucky's offense is a good chunk better than App State, even though App State does have a solid offense. But I also get that App State's defense is a lot better than Western Kentucky. So it's like that's kind of the difference you're seeing here. And even then, the passing defense by App State has been really solid this year, one of the best pass defenses Western Kentucky would have played all season. And even if you look at UTSA's defensive effort overall, it really wasn't that good because they let up a lot of points late down the stretch. And then you see Western Kentucky put up 41 on them, even in a loss. So uh, yeah, I think this game is incredibly interesting given that it's the conference USA loser against the Sunbelt loser. And yet it actually is a pretty entertaining matchup. So I'm looking forward to this, but I'm going to go with Appalachian state here. I think their defense has just been too good in the last few games. And I think that they can have the tools to shut down. And, a guy and, like and, and just 
very quickly. Uh, we forgot to mention the sponsor of this bowl game. Of course, the sponsors are extremely important to us. Oh, yes. Uh, can't forget that. This is the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, the Cure Bowl, by the way, um, is the Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. The the what? The Tail Greeter Cure Bowl. I, um, I actually not even I even ask what that means. I, that uh, sounds I, like something they would advertise on MTV at like 1 a.m. I'm trying to see if there's images of it. The tail greeter cure bowl. Tail greeter. Okay, weird. Uh, oh god. Okay, so we're actually gonna we're gonna <laughs> gonna pull this up just because I I love looking at the logos of these of these stupid bowl games. Um, so if you see right here, <laughs> there you go. The tail greeter cure bowl, the fifth annual. So hooray for that. All right. Well, there's that. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough. Um, next game, we've got the Celebration Bowl, uh, which is South Carolina State versus the SWAC champions, uh, coached by Deion Sanders, getting the number one recruit in the country yesterday. Jackson State um, sitting at 11 and 1, and I have Jackson State winning this game very cleanly. Well, the Celebration Bowl is one of the most celebrated bowls among FBS teams. Actually, the only bowl, quote unquote, bowl game within bowl season that's within purely FCS, and it's the MIAC against the SWAC champions. And it's all basically of the HBCU, it's the HBCU conferences playoff, or basically like an HBCU championship. And so for this game, uh, again, Jackson State is 11-1, South Carolina State 6-5. and I think it's a little safe to say who we think is the better team here. Again, obviously Jackson State with, with uh, Coach Deion Sanders has been big, uh, flipping the number one player in the 2022 class, cornerback from Florida State to Jackson State, making Florida State not only lose to Jacksonville State this year, but also Jackson State. So, yeah, you're pretty down horrifically if you're a Florida State fan right now. But um, shout-out to Jackson State for really becoming a actually really solid program in there. So, Really, really good work. Uh, this game's also in Atlanta, Georgia, by the way. Celebration Bowl is in Atlanta. Uh, next up, we have the New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And that one is a, is between the UTEP Miners and the Fresno State Bulldogs. What are your thoughts on this one? Look, I am a little uh, hesitant to pick Fresno State in this game because – they did lose Jake Hayner transferring to Washington, uh, and he followed his coach at Fresno State to Washington, Kalen DeBoer. Um, but I'm still going to pick Fresno. I think they have the talent advantage here. Uh, they've played better football all year long, um, and if they've got anyone serviceable behind Jake Hayner, they should have no problem with UTEP. Have you uh, heard about the lo- the sponsor for this game? Uh, yes, it would be Players Unknown Battleground, otherwise known as PUBG. No, 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 no. It's the PUBG mobile version. Yes. Yeah. Oh, don't forget, look at the logo. You got mobile. Why play Fortnite on your, uh, why play fo- Fortnite on your Xbox when you can just play it on your phone anywhere? Uh, I tried the mobile version of Fortnite one time, and I wanted to throw my phone at the wall. Uh, yeah, don't don't do that. Never don't, do that. Don't download. The, we are anti uh, PUBG mobile people. Don't play 
video games meant for consoles on your phone. Just don't play phone games. Your your yeah. phone is not meant for that. Get, buy yeah. buy a console, buy a PC. Don't don't play phone play games. Like, do play that. Doodle Jump or Wordscapes. <laughs> yeah, play play Wordscapes. Pong. <laughs> we need Wordscapes New Mexico Bowl. <laughs> yeah, the, the Doodle <laughs> Jump New Mexico Bowl. <laughs> the angry the Angry Birds New Mexico Bowl. Yeah. God. But uh, who, okay, who, but. Who do you have here? And though it's um, well in this bowl, I'm going to go with Fresno State as well. I think they're a much better team than UTEP. But I think UTEP may put up a fight in this one. I think this could be an interesting game uh, overall because Fresno State's played some tight games. So I think this could be a fun one. Uh, next up, we're going to go to the Independence Bowl in the beautiful, the stunning, the gorgeous Shreveport, Louisiana, <laughs> where we have UAB up against number 13 BYU. And I honestly feel sorry because look, look at this. This is BYU Stadium. This is what they play in every week. We've already shown this in the podcast. This. Look at that. That's what yeah, they play every week. Beautiful. Look at this. Gorgeous. Independent Stadium in Shreveport. Look at this. Ew. That's what, that's the reward. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I, 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 I was going to say something about like, as for as much as I hate the state of Florida and Disney World and all that, um, at least you're not. I mean, at least Louisiana. you're not playing in Shreveport. Louisiana. I mean, look at this. Look at this logo. They're not even trying. <laughs> They're not trying at all. Let's um, go, Radiance Technologies. And let me tell you, BYU is going to win this game by three touchdowns. They're only favored by a touchdown. They're going to win this game by three or four touchdowns. Oh, please uh, bet BYU was, to cover. Disrespectful that the number thirteen team in the country. Um, and a team that went five and zero against the Pac-12 is now playing eight and four UAB in the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. BYU by three touchdowns at least. Yeah, this this game is uh, is pretty shocking here. I'm not gonna lie to you. This this is a tough tough game, mind you. UAB lost to Rice, so if you have a team that loses to Rice up against a ranked team. It's it actually is disrespectful to even compare them. So I have BYU. This game will be very easy. Please bet them to cover if you would like a free check. It's minus um, seven. It's minus seven. You need to take that to the <laughs> bank and put your mortgage on it. Uh, next up, we're gonna have the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, which is Eastern Michigan against Liberty and. God, this might be one of the worst ball games um, we may even have on the slate. And again, we, I know we're making a lot of fun of these, but like, take a look at that, Mobile, Alabama, baby. Um, uh, actually is one of the least terrible cities in Alabama. I'll give it that. The, it isn't that awful. So um, this one is uh, a Liberty team that pretty much disappointed a lot this season. Um, I think it's very possible that Malik Willis might sit this game out, given that he is almost certainly going to the NFL next season. I don't think Liberty's going to cover anyway. And if he's out, honestly, I would take Eastern Michigan here if he doesn't play. I don't think Liberty is really that good of a team this season. They lost to Syracuse, which if you lose to Syracuse, then you kind of automatically forego any rights to say you're really that good of a team. But um, it, yeah, I haven't seen any news about where he's if he's going to stay or if he's going to go. I mean, but, um, I assume he's if, staying. If he or sorry, 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 I mean uh, staying or going to the bowl game, he definitely is leaving to go to the NFL. But. Um, he's this will be the last game in his liberty and liberty uniform uh no matter what but i I, yeah i think eastern michigan wins this if willis doesn't play if he does play then they still are the better team here i i have 
Liberty. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know anything about either of these teams. Uh, I know Liberty is favored by nine and a half points. Um, I don't know if they're going to cover that, but I'd feel confident picking them to win the game. And uh, next up, we have the uh, the super cool, the super fun dealing with the kids because, yeah, I, I understand the, the modern times. You got the L.A. Bowl with this flashy, cool logo. Look at this, guys. Come on down to the L.A. Bowl. We have Utah State and Oregon State. So thanks, Jimmy Kimmel, for sponsoring this game. But <laughs> – this game is a battle of the Western teams that no one really cared about, but actually both had much better seasons than anticipated. And so I do have to give them credit. Utah State was supposed to be nothing, and they had a really good season. Oregon State was supposed to be nothing, and they had a pretty decent season. So this one I'm honestly a little conflicted on because Oregon, uh, Utah State is slightly worse in both total yards and in yards allowed, but they score more points per game and they allow slightly less points per game. So these teams on paper are actually incredibly similar, but the one thing in this game that's actually going to make me switch to Utah state here is that they played San Diego state last weekend and they absolutely murdered the Aztecs 46 to 13 was your final score destroyed them. And I can say pretty cleanly that San Diego state is a lot better team than, than what Oregon state has brought to the table. Not saying Oregon state's that bad, but their last two losses before Oregon were to Colorado and Cal, two of the worst teams in the pac 12. So I do think that Oregon State has had a better season, but I actually kind of like Utah State here. I think they've had a really good year. They've won the Mountain West. They had a much better season than anyone thought. I know we tried to talk about Mountain West in the preview, and neither of us were anywhere near picking Utah State. So I'll give them a little bit of credit and throw them a bone. I think they could win this game. I knew you were going to pick Utah State, you group of five guy. Uh, They're a better team. Huge group of five guy. I got Oregon State. Uh, I, I think that – Mountain West championship was more or less a fluke and a result of the fact that San Diego state has a lot of trouble, like actually scoring points and playing offense. I don't think Oregon state's going to have that same kind of trouble. I'm going with Oregon state in this one, but the next game we've got the new Orleans bowl. Now I need to find, uh, I need to find the sponsor for this bowl. It's imperative. Oh, we'll, we'll oh, have by, the way, by the way, by the way, by the way, the L.A. Bowl sponsored by Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, we, um, we said that. We, we had that down. I thank yeah, you for it. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, remember, the screen. The screen's right there next to us. So we got. We always have the big image there for all our viewers. They'll, they'll be all right, all right. So we have the uh, R&L Carrier <laughs> New Orleans Bowl. Yeah, at least uh, at least it has the crescent, the purple crescent. It's got the right colors. The street lamp is nice. I love yeah, all they these companies that are just B2B companies, like business to business, so no one's ever heard of them unless you're like in freight and shipping <laughs> industries. Um, like, oh boy, I can't wait to get my RL Carriers merch at this game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like these are all just like B2B companies that are trying to like raise awareness. Like I've never heard of half of these companies. Anyway, uh, we've got number 23, uh, the Ragin' Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette, fresh off of a Sunbelt Conference victory against 7-5 and five Marshall. Who do you think I'm picking in this game? Uh, Louisiana only be favored by five kind of worries me a little bit because I kind of thought this would be more for a 12-1 team. Not me. But, I'm going to hammer that. But um, I'm going to hammer but, that line. But I'm – but. But I'm still picking Louisiana. Don't worry. I'm still picking the Raging Cajuns. I'm not faltering from that. 
but I do think that Marshall is not that heinous of a team. I don't think that seven and five is basically saying this team has just got awful. I do think they're really not that bad. But their last game was losing to Western Kentucky, and before that was losing to UAB. So they still are like the third best team in the Conference USA versus a team that is actually a pretty solid team. So, and yes, I know Louisiana has won a lot of their games by very, very close margins. And I get that Marshall's offense is actually a lot better than Louisiana's. So I, I don't think this is going to be some kind of 20, 28 point blowout, but I, I think this will be within 10 points of a game. I really do. But, um, but Louisiana still should win. So next up, yeah, I got Louisiana too, as, as I said a minute ago. We've got the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Uh, this one is not the Tax Act Myrtle Beach Bowl, but it's pre- the Myrtle Beach Bowl presented by Tax Act. Um, just to clarify there. Um, Old That's Dominion nice- versus Tulsa in a game that, Man, I might not be doing anything at 1.30 p.m. on Monday, December 20th, but I'm sure as hell not going to watch this game uh, because I have just better ways to spend my time, quite honestly. Okay, but let's be, let's be honest. Of all the bowl logos we've seen, that's a pretty good one. Well, I'm yeah, it's not completely butchered by some weird like business-to-business company that you've never heard of. That is true. That does tend to help. But um, but yeah, this is this is going to be a bowl game that uh, is actually kind of sad. These are the two combatants here. But despite the same record, Tulsa is pretty heavily favored. And given the fact that I'm going to be honest with you, I've not watched a ton of Old Dominion or Tulsa football this season. Me either. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with Tulsa here simply because of the fact that they're pretty heavily favored. And their last game they played, they ended up beating SMU on the road, which, you know, actually counts for something given that SMU really wasn't bad. And also Tulsa only lost to Cincinnati by eight points, which is actually saying something. So I'll give that to them. Tulsa's had a pretty good season. I'll give it to them. I'm going with Tulsa as well. I like that. Now we get to the good stuff. The famous Idaho potato bowl (laughs) in Boise, Idaho. Uh, Kent State versus Wyoming. And buddy, Kent State can put up some points. Uh, so I'm taking the golden flashes here. Uh, as you see the beautiful, famous Idaho potato bowl, it's a stuffed potato there. You got a little, you know, some chives on there, some sour cream. Um, but this game, I'm going to go with the Western team. I'm going to stick with Wyoming here, even though they have one, uh, one fewer game. But despite that, they are still favored. And I think that they still could be pretty solid in this game. Um, I know they haven't played particularly great football as of late, but Kent State kind of got mollywopped by Northern Illinois in the MAC championship, and I'm going to go in a little bit of a limb here. I may pick Wyoming. I think they'll be fun. Uh, Kent State's defense is absolutely abhorrent. I know their offense is very good, but their defense is really, really bad. They allow 35 points a game and almost 500 yards of offense. So, uh, yeah, that to me is the only thing picking this team. Um I just think their offense is really, really bad, and it, it, Wyoming's put up enough of an offense to make me have a little bit of faith in them. Um, this game will be a heinous bowl game to watch. Once again, if you like your ability to see, I would not use it on watching a game like this. But fortunately, we have a really good game after this, and actually unironically good game after this, and it's the Frisco Bowl in Frisco, Texas. Unusually has a great bowl because I know it usually isn't the best place for it, but this one is going to be UTSA up against the San Diego State Aztecs. And this one could be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it still is the 
tropical smoothie cafe Frisco Bowl because, you know, what makes you think of Texas more than this tropical smoothie cafe? So always excites me. I, I'm not sure I've ever seen a tropical smoothie cafe. Um, but either way, this is one of the best bowl games, uh, not a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, in fact, I think it's going to be an actually more entertaining game than Notre Dame-Oklahoma State uh, because of the eyesore of both of those offenses. Um I'm actually – I'm going to go with San Diego State. Uh, I just think that defense is going to be able to hold UTSA in check. But if you want to look at the total here, uh, the over-under is 49.5. I don't see either of these teams getting to 25 points. I am hammering the under in this game. San Diego State in the under. Uh, I'm actually going to be going with UTSA in this game because San Diego State's defense was so good that it allowed 46 points to Utah State in their last game. So that's my reasoning for picking against them. Uh, Their defense usually has been really solid this season, but they really choked last game in a really big moment they needed not to choke. So that's why I'm going to be going with UTSA here. Uh, Next up, we're going to be going uh, quickly through some of these. We have the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth, Texas, which, hey, is right in the AMG Carter Stadium, which is where we've been a whole bunch of times. And this one is between Missouri and Army. Army with a better record, Missouri, and obviously the better conference. Um, Also because Army isn't in the conference, so of course it's not going to be the best one. But sponsored by Lockheed Martin, this one actually is a really good sponsor, uh, which makes sense because it's Armed Forces. But um, I'm going to be actually going with Army in this game. I think they've played a better season overall. I don't really trust Missouri, even though Missouri will be featuring Sean Robinson on their roster, who you know was the former TCU starting quarterback back when we blew the Ohio State game. He's coming home. He is coming home. So interesting to see that game uh, pan out. I'm still going with Army. I'm, I'm going with Army here. Look, I want to take Army. I'm going to take Mizzou. It's ju- it's a principal pick. It's SEC uh, over an armed force or a, uh, a service academy. Um, you look at Army's wins on the year, not a lot of wins versus teams that are like actually half decent. Uh, including a loss to Navy last week, which I know we kind of throw out Army-Navy in terms of who's the better team because it's a matchup that we don't see uh, for the entire year uh, schematically, um, with the exception of, I guess, Air Force. But look, this team can put up a few points. It can make things interesting, but I I think Mizzou is going to have this one uh, pretty solidly locked down. Um, so I'm taking Mizzou in this. And not to be confused with the Frisco Bowl, we have the Frisco Football Classic also in Frisco, Texas. Oh, yes. And here's the the new and shining logo for the, and the really low-quality JPEG, Frisco Football Classic. All right, can we agree that this is the worst game? We have North Texas versus Miami of Ohio. Two okay, but there's a reason why this game sucks, because it had to be made up just for this season because we had too many teams make a bowl game eligible. So they made up a new bowl game to compensate. That's okay, why. well, I'm picking North Texas because they're closer to Winstar. I- I'm also picking North Texas because they are a better team, but also because they are playing a game in North Texas anyway, so... Yeah, Let's they're, the they're, playing, they're playing like <laughs> 20 minutes from their school. Like, I, I, yeah, they don't even have to leave uh, 
their their dorms uh, to play this football game. Uh, next up, we got the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, Florida. What, what is a Gasparilla? I have no idea, and I really don't want to Google it and find out. Uh, UCF oh, yeah. sitting at oh, eight yeah. and four versus coachless Florida, uh, sitting at six and six. I got the Gus Malzahn. The Gus bus is back. I'm all over the Gus bus for this, this game. Is, the, this is an anti-Florida principal pick the, for me. Yes. The Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl champions, uh, the UCF Knights. I'm going with it because what is prominent in this logo, Noah? Uh, swords. And what is UCF known for being prominent with that Florida does not have? A nice shining sword, as they yeah, are the knights. Yeah. Now these are not knight swords, obviously, but you know I think the swords make a lot of sense. So I think that they're going to fit right in here. But um, I think this makes makes a lot of sense for this. So uh, yeah, I, I think this will be a lot of fun. Um, I actually don't know where they're going to be because yeah, this used to be the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl. But um, I think they may be playing in the Ray Stadium, which would be disgusting. So I hope they're not playing in the Ray Stadium anymore. Because I mean, this God, it looks awful, but. Um, the Rays, yes, the worst baseball stadium in America. They're probably playing um, in the uh, in the Bucks stadium, if I had to guess. Well, they may, may be moving to that. I'm not sure if it's going to be – if it was that – or it wasn't that before. It may be moving to that. Well, let's uh, next go, up, ra- um, let's go rapid fire through some of these smaller bowls so we can get to some of the bigger ones. I got to get out of here um, in, in a few minutes. So I don't want to leave you with too much on your plate. Uh, by yourself so let's get through some of these uh the awful hawaii bowl um (laughs) in honolulu hawaii uh is memphis versus of course hawaii uh and i i got memphis in this game i'm not picking hawaii to win a football game uh i have memphis as well i think that's gonna be a pretty easy win not really much of a question here the camellia bowl montgomery alabama georgia state versus ball state i'm I don't know. Georgia State, I guess. Better I mean, record. I'm just going to pick them. Uh, yeah, this is kind of a depressing game. I'm going to go with Georgia State, despite Ball State actually having a good season, but they fell off hard of when they won the MAC title last year. So I think Georgia State has a bigger come up. Let's go with them. <laughs> yeah. The Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit, Michigan. Got Western Michigan versus Nevada. Now, I would pick Nevada here, but they lost their coach, Jay Norvell. Uh, Carson Strong also not playing in the bowl game to prepare oh. for the <laughs> NFL draft. Yeah, uh, no coach, no quarterback. Uh, that is an automatic fade, Western Michigan. Uh, you also have to play in Detroit, so fade this game uh, if, at all costs. So I'm going to yeah. go with Western Michigan because Nevada is apparently gutted. I was not aware of that, so I'm going to change yeah. that pick. Um, I had, and again, if Nevada was full strength, they'd be the better team here, but they are not. So we'll be. So now we got the military bowl, um, between, uh, two absolute powerhouse schools, uh, Boston college and Eastern Carolina uh, (laughs) presented (laughs) by, uh, Paraton, which sounds like a bad Peloton ripoff. Uh, I don't know what what the deal is there i'm not sure what periton is exactly but uh i got ecu this is me fading the acc this is me Um, just going american over acc 
I'm going with Boston College because I think they've had a better season against better opponents. I know they're not seven and five; they're only six and six. But I think that a lot of that was due to the fact that was that Boston College lost their starting quarterback for the majority of the season. When they got him back, they immediately started winning games. So I think that he could be a big boost to them and make this team a, just a little bit better. All right, fair. Next up, we've got the Birmingham Bowl in Birmingham, Alabama. And I believe Auburn is favored in this game against Houston, but they absolutely should not be. Houston is going to shellack them. With TJ Finley and no Bo Nix, this is going to be a shellacking. Yeah, I'm not worried at all. Houston should win this game pretty cleanly. Absolutely. Next up, we got the first responder bowl in Dallas, Texas. I believe, is this in, uh, this is in SMU Stadium, right? Uh, sadly, yes. This is the Surf Pro first responder bowl. Yeah, well, this might be uh, this might be the most people they've ever had in uh, SMU Stadium in the last twenty years for a powerhouse matchup once again between Air Force and Louisville. Okay, um, honestly though, I would go to this game if I was there because Louisville's had a complete resurgence of their season recently, and Air Force has actually had a pretty good year. I would go. I get team, like. I would go to this I, I game to just to vandalize SMU Stadium. That's fair too. Also, tickets are thirty dollars. I would pay thirty dollars to watch this game. I I don't think you could get me to pay thirty dollars to watch this game. Uh, Air, Air Force sitting at nine and three. Louisville six and six. Uh, Louisville's going to win this game cleanly, though. Louisville's I mean, like. I'm actually shocked you didn't fade the ACC in this game, given the record difference. But Louisville—they have a lot of firepower on offense um, that Air Force is just not going to have. So yeah, Louisville pretty cleanly. Uh, I assume you have Louisville as well. I do. I I have a lot of faith in this team. Watching them live, they prove themselves to me. And a Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee, Mississippi State versus Texas Tech. This is a home game for Mississippi State. Um, and also a Mike Leach revenge game, and you will not catch me fading either of those principles. This is a principal pick, Mississippi State over Texas Tech. Uh, the fact this is a revenge game is pretty cool, but um, it's also the fact this may be the oldest bowl logo I've ever seen. But uh, it's Liberty Bowl, so who's surprised? I'd love to see the Liberty Bell in Memphis, Tennessee, but um, I'll go with the Mississippi State. I'll go with Mississippi State in this game. Uh, simply because Texas Tech has not really proven anything to me besides the fact that they can make a bowl game and then proceed to lose every game after getting bowl eligible. So, um, which was at least like two or three games. Like they kind of collapsed. So given that they fell down the stretch, I'm going with Mississippi State. Yes, and this is the last game that I am going to be able to pick. I'm going to have to get out of here. But the Holiday Bowl um, in San Diego, sunny San Diego, California, uh, UCLA versus nc state uh i've got nc state here i think chip kelly uh while he's not going to bolt for oregon uh, i think that certainly took a toll on the team uh they may not be playing quite as hard uh for him after this again this is me trying to play psychologist honestly i think nc state's probably just the better team uh in in two conferences that were pretty comparable this year uh, in, in terms of just the makeup of the conferences and the general skill level. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to go with NC State here over UCLA. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to be going with the Bruins in this game uh, in a slight upset. I know they're pretty tight on the spread. 
But uh, only going with them in this game because I think that their offense has been absolutely ridiculous in their last three or four games. They have been blowing teams away, putting up – they've scored an average of 55 points in their last three games all against conference opponents. And I get they all three were worse than NC State. But still, I think that this is still a fantastic team offensively, and I think they're going to get it done. This actually could be a lot of fun to watch this game. I'm looking forward to it. All right, can I give you like my top three locks before I get out of here? Because uh, right. I have some other games uh, that I need to just highlight very quickly. Um, Tennessee minus four and a half against Purdue. Hammer that and hander, ha- hammer the over 63. Uh, that's going to be a very high scoring game. Both of those teams are going to score 35 points at least, um, in my opinion. Uh, next up, I have um, Oklahoma thoroughly handling Oregon. Uh, I will be betting Oklahoma minus four and a half. They are just immensely more talented of a team. And my other bowl lock, because fade Miami in every single bowl game. If you see the University of Miami in a bowl game, you pick against them because that is the right thing to do. Um, This is a team that just lost their head coach. They're probably going to lose a bunch of players. Um, and they are going to be so not fired up for this game. Give me Washington State over um, over Miami, and that is an absolute lock. Take it to the bank. Uh, Miami stinks out loud. Uh, remember when you thought Miami was going to be good this year, Jack? I just not to rub it in. I just wanted to point that out almost as goofy as your back-to-back picks of Albert winning the sec and then Texas A&M winning the acc that's that's my take there <laughs> i always have to do something different with the sec it's it's bama it's because the bama every of year. Alabama. it's the inevitability every year it's bama every year why can't we every have fun single year i want to have fun but bama won't let us have fun but i'm gonna but, let um, jack take it away here um sad to have to leave this bowl broadcast early but jack will be giving you all my picks and uh i hope we have enough differing picks uh that um i can make up some ground on you uh i think i think this should be a really interesting uh interesting bowl season especially with us being one pick apart uh on the pick'em records so Thanks for listening, guys. I am out. Jack, the studio is all yours. Peace out, y'all. Peace out, Noah. And we're going to go ahead and continue on with the guaranteed rape bowl. I know he made fun of this bowl earlier for being the uh, new cheese it bowl. But, um, and we'll have the image up for y'all here. Uh, I don't really know what exactly sponsors this, but I guess it's sponsored by the cactus uh, right there. So we'll go with that. But for this game, we're going to have a pretty solid lineup, and it's going to be West Virginia up against Minnesota. Now, Minnesota's two games up in West Virginia, and I'm going to be going with the Golden Gophers here. Noah has West Virginia in this game, but I'm going to be sticking with the Gophers, and they're actually going to be the favorite team here as well. I just think they're a better team overall. West Virginia really struggled down the stretch to get that bullage ability um, and ended up getting a decent win, but I just don't think that they're good enough to play well in this game. Next way, we have the Fenway Bowl. Uh, which is unsurprisingly in Fenway Park in Boston, Massachusetts. It actually is the only bowl game in Boston, Massachusetts, sponsored by Wasabi Technology. So hooray for that. But, yeah, the Fenway Bowl could be a lot of fun. It's SMU against Virginia, two teams from the south. 
and they'll be going up north to Mass. And we're both agreeing in this game. We both have Virginia winning this game, despite being two games behind from SMU. Um, SMU ended up not having the best season they could inside of the American Conference, coming off from almost winning it all to kind of falling apart. Now, Virginia's defense is pretty bad, and they've lost actually the last four games in a row. So uh, maybe, I don't know. But also Tulsa's only won one of their last five as well. Both these teams have had pretty awful stretches. Um, so, yeah, this is actually kind of a tough game to pick. But uh, three of those four losses for Virginia were against Pittsburgh, Notre Dame, BYU, all three ranked teams, uh, all three very good teams. In fact, those are the two best independent teams in the country and then the ACC champs. So, yeah, this could be tough for Virginia, but whatever the over is in this game, I would go ahead and hammer that at 71, which I think is pretty fair, um, and it may need to be that much. So, yeah, this is a pretty bizarre game, but I would still be going with Virginia. Next up, we have the Pinstripe Bowl, which this bowl is in New York. New York, so new era Pinstripe Bowl. It's been here for quite a while, um, and it will continue there. And this bowl right here is going to be between the Maryland Terps and the Virginia Tech Hokies. So this game actually used to be a uh, old ACC matchup, and now it is Big Ten versus ACC. So Maryland and Virginia Tech both have limped into this game at 6-6. Six and six. Maryland only favored by one. But I'm going to go with the Terps here, and uh, actually uh, Noah's going to agree. We're going to have both this uh, Maryland team winning this game. They have had a pretty decent season, um, but it looks like Virginia Tech's going to be a little more favored in this one simply because of Maryland's bad defense. Um, but yeah, this one's really close. I really don't know who's going to pull this off, but uh, I may actually change it. I'm, I may change this one to Virginia Tech. Um, I may go along with the Hokies in this one. I'll change it up a little bit. And uh, next up, I have Clemson up against Iowa State. This one is the Cheez-It Bowl. Because who hasn't had a lot of fun at the Cheez-It Bowl? We love the Cheez-It Bowl. This game is always uh, ridiculously goofy, and I think it is a lot of fun for everyone. So the Cheez-It Bowl, we got to get the logo back, of course, um, is in Orlando now. So it has now moved. Uh, we have now had the Cheez-It Bowl in Orlando after being uh, in the um, what was it in the desert in Chase Field, which was where this was, so 2019. Uh, now the Cheez-It Bowl has switched sponsors. It is now in New Orleans. I think this was what the Camping World Bowl was. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but Clemson 9-3 against Iowa State 7-5. And, and I'm going to go with the Clemson Tigers in this one. I know their offense hasn't been as good, but their defense has been better. And this team has really, really picked it up. And I think that Iowa State just isn't that great. I don't think Iowa State is particularly great in this game. They are favored, and Noah's actually going to go with them. But uh, I'm going to stick with the Clemson Tigers here. Next up, we have the Alamo Bowl, our first actually really solid game uh, coming up here. And this one is going to be between the Oregon Ducks and the Oklahoma Sooners. And this could be an absolutely wild game. Number 14, Oregon Ducks, 10-3 versus number 16, Oklahoma. They're at 10-2. and two. And we're both going to be going with Oklahoma in this game. I know Noah was very, very heavily favoring Oklahoma in, uh, in this game. But um, I am going to agree with him, not necessarily in the spread. I don't think – or, well – the spread, yes, I think they'll cover, but I don't think they're going to end up absolutely blowing this team away. I think it's going to be a little bit tighter than that. And so uh, I have Oklahoma winning, but in a little bit of a closer game. And here is the Alamo Bowl logo. Didn't have it up before. Player Alamo Bowl. Lots of fun. So, yeah, I think the Alamo Bowl will be pretty tight in that regard. 
Uh, next up, we'll have it up here. We have the Dukes Mayo Bowl. Now, this one is going to be a classic game of the Carolinas right here because we're going to see North Carolina and we're going to see South Carolina face off in what will be a lot of fun. SEC versus ACC is always great. This used to be the Belk Bowl, but has now changed to Dukes Mayo. This game will be played in the Panther Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. So we could see a lot of fans here pouring in from both sides, north and south. And we're both going to be going with North Carolina in this game. Both these teams are 6-6. Six and six. Both these teams have underperformed this season. But North Carolina still is a much more talented team, and we, they should end up winning this game. So going to both lock it in, North Carolina, to win this one. Uh, next up, we have the TransPerfect Music City Bowl in Nashville, Tennessee. And this game is going to feature the 7-5 Tennessee Vols up against the 8-4 Purdue Boilermakers. And we're both going to be going with Tennessee in this game. Purdue has done really well this season. They've beaten a lot of very solid teams, but they've been unable to get over a lot of sort of mediocre slash decent teams. Uh, I think this game is going to be really, really tight. Um, both these teams have performed very well in their last few games. Uh, Purdue especially well in the last few games. I think this is going to be a really, really tight game. Uh, this will certainly be a last two-minute drive kind of game here. So I'm very, very excited. Uh, this could be a lot of fun. I know that uh, Noah is incredibly excited, as obviously he's picking his hometown Tennessee team. But I'm going to agree with him here. I think they are the better squad, and I'm looking forward to it. Next up, we have the Las Vegas Bowl, the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, and its debut appearance was supposed to happen last year due to COVID um, or with um, COVID-19 concerns did not. So this game was sadly canceled, but it's going to be Arizona State up against the Wisconsin Badgers. And I'm going to go with Wisconsin here. I know they didn't have that great of a season, but I do think they can come out and win this game big. So I think Wisconsin's had a very solid season. Um, and Arizona State, too. They were a team that I really thought could make a huge splash in the Pac-12, but ended up disappointing and really did not. So that was uh, not the best finish for them. Uh, but despite having the same record, uh, Wisconsin's defense is significantly better than Arizona State's. which has been very weak, even in a very weak Pac-12. So um, I don't think that's going to really help them out a lot. And I think that's going to end up uh, really taking this team down. And next up, we have one of the most fun bowl games. It's always an exciting one every year. We have the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Uh, this game is going to feature Texas A&M and Wake Forest, number 17 Wake Forest, up against number 25 Texas A&M. And, and this one, I'm actually going to be going with the Aggies here. Uh, Noah disagreed. He went ahead and picked Wake Forest. But, you know, I'm going to pretty confidently pick Texas A&M here. I think they're the better team overall. Um, even going into this game, being a few games behind Wake Forest, I think they still are better. I think that they're a much better coach team. I think they're a much better defensive team. Uh, offensively, they aren't as solid. I know A&M lost their last game, but I still think this is a very impressive team that was able to shut down a Wake Forest team that um, really struggled against teams with decent defense. Offenses go off on them, so... It's actually only one team in their last many attempts that they stopped the team, and they allowed 45 points, only 10 against Boston College, but then 48 against Clemson, 42 against NC State, and 58 to North Carolina. This defense has just been absolutely non-existent, and I think A&M and Calzada can really have a solid run here. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to see how A&M can, can have this game spelled out for them. 
Next up, we have the Sun Bowl, which is, yes, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. It is real. It is happening. Tony to the Tiger Sun Bowl does exist, which I don't know why, but it's here. And we have um, this one's going between Washington State and Miami, and like Noah begged completed. we will not be picking Miami here today. They don't do well in bowl games. They have no head coach, or at least we'll have a new one coming in. But, uh, yeah, this has been pretty much a disaster uh, city for Miami, and we both have Washington State pulling this game out here. Should be a pretty simple win. Uh, we know the Pac-12 has been a whole mess this season, and Miami's actually favored, but I don't care. I'm still going with Washington State here, and he will agree. Uh, we're all on New Year's Eve games, by the way. The Sun Bowl is New Year's Eve. Uh, after that, we then have the, uh, which will be, uh, quite interesting. The Arizona bowl, which, uh, this game is actually the Barstool Arizona bowl. Uh, this is indeed the logo for it. Uh, this game will be in Tucson, Arizona, which is the home of the Arizona Wildcats. And it will actually be streaming on Barstool's website. So this game will be available directly through Barstool and it's central Michigan eight and four against the seven and five Boise state Broncos. And we're both going to be going with Boise State in this one. I think Boise State's the stronger team, and they should do pretty well here. So, yeah, I'm going to be going with the Broncos out of the Mountain West. And uh, Noah agrees here. Noah's going to be going with them as well. His pick is locked in for them. Next up, we have one of our favorite bowls. This one's been around for quite a while, but it's back again. It is the Outback Bowl from Outback Steakhouse. Um, and they will be coming in to Tampa, Florida, where they always are in Raymond James Stadium. And this one could be a very interesting matchup between Penn State and number 21, Arkansas. Um, this game, of course, always on New Year's Day. And I, I'm quite excited for this. I think that there are not a lot of teams that um, that really have shown a lot of threat Um to really eat these teams early in the season. And then they both just sort of collapsed. Penn State 7-5, and five, Arkansas 8-4, and four, but they both started off so solid and both of them ranked inside the top 10 this season, and yet neither of them finished anywhere near there. And so um, I'm picking Arkansas because they've had a much better recent uh, run of form. And, yeah, Penn State really hasn't done anything in a long while. Every single time that Penn State has played a good team this season, they've faltered um, with only a couple of exceptions. But losing to Michigan State by three, losing to Michigan, losing Ohio State – they just can't beat anyone really good. And I know Arkansas is better than – or sorry, worse than most of those teams, but Arkansas still is competent enough to be able to beat this Penn State team that, again, I just haven't really seen anything really to be confident about. So um, not super high on them there. Next up, we have the Verbo or VRBO Citrus Bowl, and this will feature the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Kentucky Wildcats, number 15, Iowa against number 22, Kentucky, this game at 1 p.m. on New Year's Day in Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. And Kentucky's actually favored in this game, despite Iowa being up by a game. And I think the reason why might be because Iowa was absolutely shellacked in the Big 12 uh, Big Ten Championship game, which really no one saw coming. Kentucky also has a much, much better offense in this game. Um, they've been able to do a lot of solid stuff there, but I'm going to go with Kentucky in this game too. I think there's a reason why they're favored, even in a game where they're much lower in rank. I think that speaks volumes. And I think that it is well-deserved. Uh, Iowa has been a very disappointing team this season. And I think this basically uh, puts the cherry on top there. And our final bowl game of the season, which we hate to end it, but we must final bowl game of the year is the tax act. 
Texas Bowl. I think it used to be Mercari, um, but the old uh, – yep, that still is Taxac. So there's your logo for your final game. This game is played in, I'm pretty sure, uh, Houston. Yes, this game is in Houston. Um, and it will feature LSU and Kansas State, two pretty depressing teams here. Um, but KSU is actually favored by just one in this game. Uh, but I'm going to go with LSU anyway, agreeing with Noah. He has LSU here. And that's because their last two games they played really well, including beating an AM team that was very solid. So that game has me a lot more confident. Uh, LSU is a better offense, but a worse defense. These teams are very, very close. But I think overall, this is a much stronger team in LSU. Johnson's had a fantastic season under center compared to Thompson and KSU having a very average year. Um, but Vaughn, of course, was the was sort of the anchor for this team with 15 touchdowns on the ground. But I'm still liking this team a lot. So I'm going to go with LSU here, and that will do it. So that is all from our bowl season special. We've been very happy to have all of you here. Uh, very happy to see Noah even in his limited time with us, but we do thank him very much for what he contributed up today. But that is going to be all for all of our bowl picks. There's a whole lot of bowl games here, and we are going to run it all back once we finish the bowl season. So just like the last two seasons, we will not be giving updates throughout the bowl year. We may put in a little bit of sprinkles here and there um, as we sort of finish things up on our own end, but we are not going to be giving week by week updates of all of this stuff as we go along. So just at the end of the season, we will have a full and complete college football recap. We're going to go over everything with y'all, how we did, how we picked. Um, I beat Noah by one game throughout the regular season and uh, I think we were either even or I are uh, one by one game throughout the conference championships. I know that was pretty steady too. So we'll see how the bowl games do. We've been very back and forth on that. I think we've each won one. So we will look forward to how those will all finish up soon. And we'll be back with episode 321 this week, which will be covering all of week 14's NFL action as we look ahead to week 15, which only comes up in a few days, including our Thursday night football game tonight which will feature the Kansas City Chiefs going to the Los Angeles Chargers. So that'll do it here at the Blank Coverage Podcast. This has been Jack Wallace and formerly earlier today, Noah Parker. Peace out, y'all.